So I want to talk about the importance of checking in. And when I say checking in, I mean really checking in. Not just, you know, the things that we do. You know, we have some rituals that we carry out on a daily basis where, you know, you check in with your mental self, mental health. You ensure that you're fully there and you're present in the moment and all that jazz. I am not talking about that checking in. Well, that is a part of it. That is a part of it. Um, But when I say checking in, I am speaking really of, you know, it's not limited to just mental check-ins on a daily basis. Just to stay centered, you know. What about other aspects of our lives, though? Other aspects where we really need to check in. And to make sure that what we want, what we desire, is really in alignment with with God and with self. Because let's face it, as time goes by and as we we try to move forward, we try to live, we try to survive for those who are surviving and not thriving as yet we we lose sight we lose sight of what we want for our lives what we want our lives to be what we want it to to look like and it's very important that we keep those things in mind it's very important that those things are are there at our fingertips for us to refer back to when we get caught up in the ebbs and flows of life it's important for us to remember that we had something that we once dreamed of when we were younger. We had something that we once wanted for our lives. We had an idea that we want. We want our lives to look like this, to feel like this, to be like this. It's important to remember that as we go through the many things that we face and go through on a daily basis. Sometimes we just need a reminder. And it is very, very important that we check in on a regular basis. Some of us check in once a year when we want to check with that goals and, you know, that list that we write at the end of each year, the resolution list. Yeah, that's what it's called. We check in to see, oh, did we meet that goal? Did we lose that 40 pounds that we wanted to lose? Um, uh, Did we make more friends and stuff like that? Our check-ins are limited to a checklist. But what about really checking the boxes on your life? And and let me share something. There is something that we often overlook when it comes on to checking in. We often overlook stuff like our lifestyle. Lifestyle being, it could be that you... When you eat something, when you eat a particular thing, let's say when you eat pizza, it lets your body feel a particular way, your body react a particular way. There are some persons that will be eating something and don't even realize that it's affecting their bodies because they're not fully in tuned or checked in with themselves. So 
And the lifestyle that we lead, is it one that is high stress, medium stress, low stress, no stress? You know, is our lifestyle too demanding? Are we constantly needed here, there, and everywhere? Are we too available? Are we too friendly? Because yes, there is a thing as being too friendly. Is there a part in our existence that we need to check ourselves in terms of how we treat with others? How we treat with our family, with our friends, with the stranger in the street? A lot of times we often overlook these things. We often overlook these things and that's a part of our checkings as well. If we're meant to hold ourselves accountable for things that affect us and hold ourselves accountable for the trajectory of our lives, because believe it or not, these things affect how we live life going forward after a period of time. If you spend 10 years doing the same thing, Say you spend 10 years um, sitting around doing nothing, but you want to be, you want to have a business that is successful and you want to earn, let's say, $50,000, you know, per week. Yeah. You want to earn $50,000 per week, but you sit around and you do nothing. And you twiddle your thumbs and you decide, say, yeah, now nah, work. How do you expect over a 10 year period? How do you expect to actually have said business if you do nothing? So, some things like those we have to take into consideration and really assess what we're doing in our lives, what we really want for our future, and stuff like that. The other thing is, how do we deal with conflicts or conflict resolution skills? How do we work on those things? If you're one who blows up at the slightest, the minuscule of things, and I'm not saying that your emotion is not valid. I'm not saying that your anger is not valid. But if you're easily triggered, that is something to be checked. If you're easily triggered, that is beyond the normal emotions of anger and stuff like that. That is unstable, unchecked emotions. And you need to work through whatever that triggers you to get to the point where The simplest of things ticks you off and you're angry and you're out of control and you, everything goes dark and you can't give account for your next action or the next word that comes out of your mouth. Something is wrong there and you definitely need to check in where that is concerned. You need to figure out why are you at that stage in your life? Why do you react like that? all the time because it will be something that is recurring you know so our conflict resolutions am i too big to say i'm sorry am i too big to say i was wrong am i too big to apologize and say hey i messed up 
And because I messed up, I am sorry for that. Can we, can you forgive me? And can we move on? When we have conflicts, do we silent treatment our people? Do we ghost them for a long time? Do we withhold affection and attention from those people that we claim that we hold close to us? Do we sabotage them? Do we speak ill of them in the moment? Because if there is any genuine love from your part, where your people are concerned, because you had a little conflict, and I say a little tentatively because, I mean, it's not... Conflicts are normal, and I am not trivializing the conflict. But do we... Then, because we are having conflicts with our people, do we do all those things that I mentioned just now as a way of hurting those persons? Then we need to check ourselves where our conflict resolution is concerned. And now the other thing that we often overlooked, and I speak on this because I've seen it happen so many times, is checking in where family is concerned. And when I say family, I mean, yes, your extended family, mother, father, auntie, uncle, cousin, everybody. But your family, when you start a family, male or female, do we check in to see what or what we want our family structure to look like? What we want our partner to look like? What values we want to instill in our children when we have them, if we have them? And I'm going to get deeper into this because this one was something that I have realized. Um, and it was just by passing chance, to be honest. So a couple of years ago, I was in university, about age 24 or somewhere thereabout. And there is this guy i was dating at the time well i was in a relationship with full-on relationship i guess you can still say dating because i mean unless you're married you're really just boyfriend and girlfriend which is still really you just dating um but anyways and i remember sitting down and thinking we were having a conversation it surrounded children and the having of children and i was like no, 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 I don't want any kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And fast forward after the conversation. So he would have asked the question, why do you not want kids though? And I just said, hmm, I don't like children. And that was simply because I wanted to stop the conversation. It's not because I don't like children, because I do love children. and I'm very good with children. Um, but that was not why I didn't. As a matter of fact, at that time, I realized that it's not a case where I didn't want children. It was actually something else. I just didn't want children at the time, in that moment. And what I have realized is that, and that is after the conversation, and I would have had some time to think about it later that night. I remember lying in my bed and I was thinking, why do I not want children though? And then I realized it's not a case where I didn't want children. And then I really checked in with that thought. 
I didn't want children at the moment. And then I asked the question, why would I not want children at this moment? What is the real reason behind me not wanting children at this moment? And then I realized that I didn't want children at that moment because mentally I was not there to deal with children. Mentally, I didn't think I was ready to have children. Mentally, I wasn't ready for children. And here is how I know. At the time, I was very short-tempered. Short-tempered in the sense that I had unchecked emotional triggers that I haven't dealt with. And some of those unchecked emotional triggers stems from childhood experiences and because of those unchecked emotional triggers i told myself i do not want any children because that short-temperedness you need a lot of patience to deal with the children (laughs) you need a whole bunch of patience to deal with children and ain't nothing wrong with that We all had to have some parents that were patient with us. And not only that, I realized that a lot of persons in our Jamaican reality was doing parenting very wrong. And that was another reason why I didn't want children. I never had the model of parenting. I wanted a particular um, type of environment for my child. But I never had the model. I never had a reference. Because I realized that a lot of our parents abuse children. Take advantage of children. They don't have patience with their children. And they take out their problems on their children. I never wanted that for my child. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't want children. Or why I didn't want children at the time. No, I sat with that revelation and I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. I have some things that I need to work on. And probably if I want to do parenting right, I am going to have to go back to what I would have wanted as a child in my childhood and check in with those to know how to treat with a child if I have one. And it was working through those things over time and constantly checking in with those those thoughts, those triggers, those everything surrounding having children that I realized that I actually do want children. I just needed to get out of that space, that frame of mind and that point in my time um, and just go for it. I just needed to get out of being triggered easily, being short-tempered, understanding parenting, understanding what environment I want to provide for my child before I actually go ahead and have children. That's all. And I realize that a lot of persons do not check in where those things are concerned. We don't check 
some of us want children, particularly women want children because, oh, they're cute and it's just something to care for. And, and the thing you always hear all the time, remember you have limited time, this, that, yada, yada, all sorts of rubbish. Like time is running out and you're racing against a clock and whatever. Yeah, it's a biological clock. And then there's this other thing. There's no thing like having your own. And I'm like, yo. Yeah, you can love and care for a child that somebody else brought into the world. You don't necessarily have to go through all of the birthing process in order to. So that urgency, that urgency that people always place on women to have children, that causes us not to really check in to see whether or not we're in a mental state to have children. Are we in a capacity financially to have children? And then you have the case where men and women have children and they never checked in. How am I going to care for this child? Am I in a position to comfortably care for this child? Or even if I'm uncomfortably caring for this child, am I in a position? What do I want my household to look like? Are we going to run a joint household, a simple single parent household? Why am I just getting a child for getting a child sake why am i not seeking a partner whom i can live with whom i can start a life with get married to have children well we don't check in where that is concerned a lot of us so it's the reason why a lot of children born out of wedlock single parent household and all that crazy stuff because we don't check in we don't check in to say all right, if I'm going to have a child, these are the things that I want in place. We don't normally check in where that is concerned. And how can we really, really and truly check in to be mindful and truly centered? It is really simple. You will know it. You will actually feel it if you spend the time if you spend the time to sit with certain thoughts and get deep into it, a lot of us are afraid of getting deep into our thoughts because we're scared of what we might uncover. But my rule of thumb is say a prayer, sing a song, find your way into your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that. Yeah, that's that's me messing about. But yeah, the saying a prayer part. Ask God for guidance through your thoughts. Because I can tell you that some of that shit is scary. It is scary. So, if you need the guidance and you need the protection of the Holy Spirit, pray and ask God to guide you through your thoughts. And you'll be surprised the things that you uncover. Because being centered takes a lot. You're constantly being tested by everything around you, basically. And particularly in this time that we're living in, fear-mongering is a great thing. It's a great tool. And it's being used to control us for the longest while. And as such, centering becomes much that much harder. Especially if you're one who, waver, who is wavered by everything that you see on social media, everything that you see on 
the news, everything that you, that is basically being programmed into your subconscious by the internet. If you're moved by all of those things, centering is going to be hard. And in order to be truly centered, you really, really have to deep dive, clear the blockages, and then go further into your thoughts, into what drives you, into what pushes you, into what basically fuels you. You have to clear the path in order to go down that road. And once you clear the path, we ought to to have a better experience. You know, we ought to be more conscious of what we do, why we do what we do. We're not just blowing in the wind. Every gust of wind that comes picks us up and carries us like dusts. And just scatter us anywhere. You know, we're more focused on that drive, that innate connection. And I must say that spirituality has a lot to do with with it. It is the driving force of being centered. So if you're trying to center without any spiritual connection to God, to the Almighty, you're going to have a problem. Because we might deny it, you know, because, I mean, we're in a generation and a era now where we want to to deny God, deny God's power. We want to make it minuscule. Uh, oh, well, we've been hearing about God forever and ever. Amen. Then so what? Nothing is happening. That's what the devil wants us to believe. Because when we are shut off from our spiritual connection, then we can easily just blow it and the wind will blow, you know. So spirituality has a lot to do with centering. And I hope and trust that we will find, collectively, we will find ways to center ourselves, to connect with ourselves, to be mindful, to check in the right way, to check in. On a deeper level. Check in with our friends. You know. Check in with our peers. Our partners. Our children. Just. Just care for each other. And check for each other. Well. With that being said. I hope this helps. In some way. um, To give clarity. And to help us reach another aspect of life you know moving out of just existing to actually being and that is something else that i think i'm going to be speaking on in the near future not just existing but actually being because i find that a lot of us are just existing you know are just existing but I hope this helps. I hope it finds you in good spirits. And we will check in for more. We will check in. Until next time, take care of yourself.